Hello and a very warm welcome back to Brailcast, the official podcast of the Brailist Foundation, keeping our finger on all things Braille. Coming up, we still have a number of books that you can purchase. Um, they come from a different warehouse, so that's okay. And we still have some Braille magazines. Where have all the Braille books gone? We'll be talking with RNIB's Braille specialist, James Bowden, who will be explaining about some of the Braille services currently available from RNIB. Welcome back to Brailcast, James. Uh, good to have you here. Uh, I understand RNIB has been forced to suspend the hard copy Braille library service. That's right. This is because of the lockdown due to the coronavirus. The landlord has actually locked the building. So irrespective of what we might think about coronavirus, we can't actually get access to the books themselves. So people who are members of the Braille library currently can't borrow any Braille books? That's correct. And don't return them either because we won't have anybody there to uh, process the returns. So hang on to your books is the message. That's right. Hang on to your books. But there are alternative methods. You can still read. Don't worry. Right. So let's talk about some of those, because clearly if people are staying home a bit more and having to isolate and, and that kind of thing, you know, there's perhaps more time for reading at the moment. And maybe now's a, a good time to catch up on your, your reading list. So, so what are the options from RNIB? We still have a number of books that you can purchase. Um, they come from a different warehouse, so that's okay. And we still have some Braille magazines. Okay, so there is still a little bit of hard copy Braille kicking about, if that's the only way that you read Braille. Let's talk about um, digital then, because that seems really to be the best way or the most comprehensive way uh, to get access to Braille books. RNIB recently launched the new uh, online reading services. Uh, and of course, the kind of the headline there is the, you know, the move from overdrive for the RNIB talking books. But I understand that electronic Braille books are also available from that service. That's correct. So we have an increasing number of our Braille books available on the reading services platform, reading services dot rnib dot org dot uk and we hope to continue adding to that collection as time goes on so how does it work what happens if i want to get an electronic braille book what do i need what do i need to do so you go to the website you choose your book just the same as you would for an audio one but you choose the braille version and rather than downloading a daisy book you download what they call a brf file which stands for Braille Ready Format. And you can transfer that file to your favorite Braille display. Right. So does that just come straight as a BRF or is it a zip and then you've got to unpack it? Yeah. So just like the audio, it is a zip file. You need to unzip it in exactly the same way and then transfer it to your Braille display. So probably best doing that on a laptop or a desktop computer then? I'd recommend that, yes. Just to be clear, James, what are the dimensions of those Braille files that they're going to get? Because some Braille displays have 40 cells to the line, some have 20. How do you accommodate for that? So, yes, you're right, Matthew. Different Braille displays have different sizes and different Braille books have different sizes. So our books have come from a variety of sources, including the RNIB's own transcription unit. Some of the older ones are from the old Stockport National Library 
And so some of them have 40 characters aligned, some of them are 38, some of them are 36, some of them are 28, and so on. And it's really up to the Braille display how it behaves. I'll talk about the Orbit Reader, for example, the Orbit Reader 20 Braille display. The default setting is to automatically wrap lines. So you end up with one great big long paragraph, irrespective of how the Braille was originally laid out. So if I've got a Braille Sense or a, or a Braille Note Touch, and, and they're typically 32 cells, and you said there some of the books are 38, am I going to get a situation where, you know, when I'm reading a book from RNIB, that there might be one word on a line by itself? Um, so I'm not actually familiar with those particular displays and how they behave, um, but what you can do is go into the settings on those displays and see if there's one for word wrap or line wrap or just wrapping, and turn it on, see if it makes a difference. Okay, so the BRF files that we get, just to be absolutely clear, will have variable line length dependent on the source. That's right, dependent on the source, and they are effectively ready to roll for an embosser. So what we've done is we've actually taken the page headers out, so you won't get interrupted by the title of the book and the Braille page number every so often, and you won't get interrupted by end of volume three, and another title page, um, but all the rest of the Braille is almost exactly the same as what it would have been on the paper copy. So, so to get access to those books, you need to be a member of RNIB's reading services, and that's a free library. That's right. So you go to the website, that's readingservices.rnib.org.uk, click the sign up button and fill in the forms and you're in. And in terms of the collection, is that everything that would have been available from the Braille library? No, not currently. It's a small proportion, but we're, we're adding to it all the time. So can you give us a sense of the, the size of the collection? Is that, is that possible to do? Just so is it worth, is it worth my while going? I mean, if there's only half a dozen books there, then it may. Oh, yeah. OK, crumbs. No, there's there's. There's several hundred books there already, and that includes children's books, books for teenagers, and adult books in a variety of styles and genres. And how about the Braille code, James? Are all of these books in, in UEB? Not at all. So, as I said, they come from a variety of sources. So, they're whatever the Braille code was when they were originally coded. So the more modern ones will be in UEB, the older ones will be in the older standard English Braille, or SEB. There's also some in Grade 1 and some in Grade 2, or uncontracted and contracted Braille. Sure, and, and if I, you know, can I browse by genre, and if I find a book I like, is it obvious uh, what Braille code that's going to be in? So currently you search by title, author, or ISBN. There is also an advanced search, um, which brings up more fields. What you do when you've got a list of search results is you click on each title, and then more details come up about that title, including a synopsis of the book, what Braille code it's in, and so on and so forth. And very quickly, RNIB also has the newsagent service providing access to a range of daily and weekly publications. So national newspapers and magazines from the BBC and other sources. Uh, I understand there's an offer on there as well. That's right. Due to the lockdown, we have a three months free subscription. It's great news.
and that's they're not braille files they're just text files that you would receive via email that's right they're electronic files yeah so that that's fantastic james that we've we've got all these uh books and and magazines available that potentially can be read on a braille display but what if you've not got a braille display again the rnib has a wonderful offer at the moment um, which is that if you were an existing member of the Braille library and now find yourself unable to borrow paper books, you can apply to have an Orbit Reader free of charge. Okay, so that's the original Orbit Reader 20, just to be clear. That's right. And that will come with an SD card loaded with all the titles we have in the reading services system at the time we ship it fantastic and and then of course uh you know sort of secondary interest to listeners of brailcast is the um audio services as well there are of course talking books still available that's right so again on the reading services you mentioned earlier um the original plan was to replace the overdrive system so reading services basically does that has more content and so on uh, Overdrive will in turn be switched off when everybody is transferred across and Connect Radio also broadcasts talking books, serialising them really. Okay, so so are there any other sources, James, that are non-RNIB? And perhaps, Matthew, um, you might want to come in here as well. What are other ways, other than the, the RNIB's kind of digital offerings, that people who are searching for things to read in Braille at the moment might want to uh, explore? Well, certainly from my point of view, I guess the one that I would use the most is a website called Gutenberg, and we'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, but it has a lot of public domain titles. I mean, I wouldn't want to guess at the number, but we're probably talking in the thousands of uh, titles that are out of copyright. Um, and they come in a range of formats, including uh, mostly HTML, Word, and plain text. But crucially, they don't come in Braille-ready files. This is not a blindness-specific library. It just happens to be very accessible. So you'd have to translate those files before they worked on a Braille display. That's right. I've used Gutenberg quite a lot to download some stuff, and it has all those classics on it. Um, it's also me worth mentioning you can download them as EPUB as well. And we should also mention perhaps some of the commercial services, uh, just the, the regular ebook platforms like Apple Books and Kindle. If you have a smartphone or a tablet, uh, then the screen reader on those devices can convert those some of those books or most of those books on the fly um, to screen readable text, which you may be able to render on your Braille display as well. And that's certainly a way of accessing many millions of books. Sure. And the best part of it all is that you don't need to restrict yourself to one library. Um, so if you don't have a Braille display, you could join the RNIB library, uh, use the RNIB library books, um, get yourself an Orbit reader in the process, and then use that Orbit reader to pair with your iPhone and access the Kindle store or the Apple Books store. And um, it would all just work seamlessly. And the advantage of using a screen reader braille display combination is you can choose what format of braille you want, whether you want SEB, UEB, 
E-B-A-E, which is the American code, grade one, grade two, whatever the phone offers you. There are also utilities which you can put on your own computer to translate into Braille. One of the fairly popular free ones is called Send to Braille. I don't know if that's of interest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's for Windows. So Send to Braille is for Windows. It can basically take most file formats, most common file formats, convert them into plain text. So you do lose the semantic information of headings and so on. And then it converts it using a system called LibLui into Braille. It's very easy to use. Just right-click a file and choose Send to Braille, and off it goes and does its stuff. So this would be useful, I guess, in conjunction with uh, the Gutenberg library, which you've already mentioned. Um, another library, which I forgot to mention, but is useful to bring in at this point, is the Seeing Ear library. Um, this is not actually terribly well known, but it has some content on it that is not in the public domain. And so that's another uh, useful resource to know about. You do have to sign up to that. You can't just get onto it um, without registration. But registration is free. And there's a good assortment of titles on there. Matthew, is that the one that's now called the National Accessible Library? I think it is called the National Accessible Library. I think you're right. But I think it's still got the seeing ear branding on it. A charity that's dedicated to people who want to read but can't use printed books. So I guess it's the National Accessible Library, which is run by Seeing Ear or part of Seeing Ear. Mm. Okay, well, that's brilliant. And uh, there are, of course, other um, free tools for converting text into Braille. Uh, there's Robo Braille, which is a website where you can upload a file um, that will give you um, Braille output. And uh, there is, of course, APH Braille Blaster as well. So a few options there for people wanting to make your own Braille content. And of course, there's all the commercial programs as well, should you wish to pay for them. In summary, then, while the Braille library from RNIB uh, has been suspended, you can receive lots of content electronically, both from RNIB, other free libraries and commercial services as well. We'll be including all of those links in our show notes. Thank you very much to James Bowden, Braille specialist with RNIB. Really appreciate you taking time out to talk with us. Uh, do stay in touch with Braillecast, uh, the official podcast of the Braillist Foundation. Any suggestions, questions or thoughts, you can drop us a line, news at braillecast.com or follow us on Twitter at Braillecast. I've been Dave Williams. Thanks to producer Matthew Horsball and the rest of the team. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you.